Hello, Taco Tuesday? Mm, not in my house. In this topsy-turvy world, are you sure you are on the right track? <laughs> well, we'll talk about this today and more on The Truth Must Be Told. That's Whiskey on the Mississippi by Kevin McLeod. We appreciate that. We got that off of um, off of uh, b- 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 off of YouTube. We appreciate them very, very much. Well, hi, folks, and welcome to the podcast. I hope that you're enjoying that you enjoy today's program. I'll do my best to bring you the truth, no matter how much it may hurt to do so. Now, if you're enjoying this program, I would ask that you consider a few things. First, would you please like and share this podcast with others so that they may benefit as well? Second, I'm going to ask you if you would and prayerfully consider um, making a donation or a gift to this podcast. Your gifts will help with the purchase of new broadcast equipment, computers, and help with the website and so much more. Uh, I'm looking to not looking to gain money from this podcast. That's not important. Um, your support will help. The truth must be told to get out and to to get out uh, to to reach many others. Now you can find the podcast on Anchor FM and several others. And there's a donation button on that site. And I want to thank you ahead of time for your help and consideration. All right. So welcome to the podcast on Tuesday, February second, twenty twenty one. Believe it or not, this is the 27th episode. Yeah, we're growing. We're getting there. And um, we're going to be, uh, I think I'm going to make Tuesdays Trek Tuesdays. So if you're a Star Trek fan, definitely tune in on Tuesdays because that's when we will be discussing things Star Trek. But before, I'd just like to touch very, very, very quickly as to what's in the news. Puxitani Phil. The famous groundhog saw his shadow today, which means we have six more weeks of Biden. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, winter. (laughs) Hey, cheer up, folks. I'm just trying to make you laugh. Well, again, this is Trek Tuesday. And uh, to start off with, I'm wishing a happy 72nd birthday to Brett Spiner. Can you believe he's 72 years old? Wow. Now, Brett shows his acting abilities in many ways on Star Trek, from Data to Dr. Sung. He's an amazing individual. I first remember seeing him on Night Court as Bob Wheeler, the hick that came to New York. (laughs) He has been in many movies and has done voiceover work, but he's best known as Data from Star Trek. So happy birthday to you, Mr. Spiner. We're glad uh, that you have graced us with um, with your acting skills and bringing those characters to life. So what was your first Star Trek episode or movie that you remember? Well, mine was the original series and how much that that impacted my life. You see, I grew up through the 60s, which, of course, was the space race to the moon. We were trying to beat the Russians, and so there was a lot of tension there, and we were trying to get on there. And I I watched live TV as Neil Armstrong stepped off the LEM. That's the LEM, the Lunar Excursion Vehicle. And I was filled with awe that man was on the moon. So to watch a show like Star Trek, the men and women of the Enterprise, that amazed me as a youngster. I loved the technology. 
Roddenberry went out of his way to be sure of accuracy. He thought what or how people would live in the 24th century. Medical beds that gave diagnostics, sliding doors, tricorders to scan for lifetime, life signs, iPads, computer floppy disks, you know, all of these things. And an interesting note, I read the book, The Making of Star Trek. I believe that was the title. That was many, many years ago, and I, I wish I still had a copy of the thing. I don't know what happened. I don't know if my ex-wife threw it out or what. I have no idea. But in that book, Roddenberry explains that he was actually not sued, but he was brought up uh, saying, well, like companies like GE were calling him and saying, where did you get our idea for a medical diagnostic bed? Um, I forgot the name of the door company called and said, where'd you get ideas for these automatic sliding doors? You know, th these things were, he thought ahead. The man was a genius. He, he thought way ahead of the time. And um, so all of these things, you know, I mean, we see it now. Uh, they use pads in the show. And uh, in the old shows, they had the computer floppy disk. You would see Kirk or Spock throw these disks into the computer and play stuff. Now, I know you're saying, Sal, you didn't mention transporters. <laughs> well, the transporter came about because of money, believe it or not. Roddenberry didn't really have a, a vision for that. He just came up with the idea because he weighed the cost of having to film ships going to and from a planet's surface. That would be very expensive to shoot, and the budget was was very, very tight from what I understand. So it was cheaper to beam the characters from one place to another. Isn't that that's, not, that's an interesting trivia thing for you tonight? So science fiction leads to science facts. You know, we now have flip phones. We have plasma drives for our spaceships. You know, they've been experimenting with plasma drives and ion drives, uh, which is a sense, uh, in essence, the... Um, Pardon me, I'm trying not to say um so much. It's the impulse impulse drive on the starships. So <clears throat> we're, we're getting there. So the uh, it's all very, very exciting. And all of these uh, shows, uh, Star Trek, uh, when I grew up there was uh, uh, Lost in Space. I was a big fan of all the science fiction stuff that was out there, especially when it dealt with... Uh, when it dealt with... Uh, uh, science fiction, uh, time travel especially. I was really big on time travel. So all of the Star Trek episodes that talk about time travel, I'm really like, uh, get really excited about uh, to see. In fact, one of my favorite movies uh, is, if you haven't seen it, it's called The Final Countdown, where the USS Nimitz goes back in time the day before Pearl Harbor and has the has the opportunity to stop the Japanese fleet from attacking Pearl Harbor. So oh, it's very, very exciting. So we know that science facts leads to science fiction, so we, 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 we're, I can't wait to see what's out there. Now, all of these shows are based on a theory that there is life out there in the universe. Star Trek and other shows led us to think about otherworldly encounters. And you know, it's, it's fun to think about, you know, how could we be out of this vast universe that science has discovered Galaxy upon galaxy, our, 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 our planetary system, our galaxy is just, is just one of billions of galaxies that are out there. And what are the odds that there are uh, other life out there? Now, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's logical, right? It's logical that there could be life on other planets. 
Oh, it's very, very exciting to think about. And we've been inundated through the years with movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind and uh, books from uh, Chariot of the Gods where they discuss all of the the different things that have happened in the world and and maybe it's aliens that took uh, you know, flight uh, flight 19 from the uh, Florida Keys and and uh, could could it have been aliens that uh, made something these people have been say they've been abducted and and I'm not here to disprove it or prove it one way or another all I'm saying is that it's exciting to think about and that's why shows like ancient aliens uh, make big impacts on people and there are tons if you go out and if you go and look at any of the um i just i just subscribed to uh discovery plus and there are literally there's at least 10 or 15 shows out there that discuss ufos conspiracy theories and things like that now as you know the truth must be told is going to delve into a lot of this stuff at one point or another during a, during as as our show grows because conspiracy theories are definitely something that, you know, yeah, I could sink my teeth into that, and I like to lay things out. But the, And there's a lot of it out there, so people are very, very interested in the subject. I believe that a recent, a recent survey, when they've asked people, do you believe uh, in UFOs or life on other planets, I think it was a very high percentage, 70 or 80% of Americans do believe that we are being vis- visited by UFOs and aliens uh, and other people believe that the government's covering it up and, and whatnot. Now, I'm not here, like I said, I'm not here to, to, to argue the case or, or, or defend it or condone it one way or another. I'm just saying it's very, very interesting to think about. So, <clears throat> in all of this, you know, when I, before I became a Christian, I was, yes, there are definitely aliens. Yes, the, um, these things are possible, mind control and and all of this other stuff, you know, um, moving, uh, taking things up, uh, moving things by by the power of your thought. Uh, was it telekinesis? Being able to move things just by your mind. Oh, I was all into that, especially when you watch shows like you know, like Star Trek, and you see, uh, you see, uh, <clears throat> you see the the the, the guys. Uh, what was it? Plato's stepchildren, where they had this terrific mind power, and they can make you do things and. You know, so the Jedi, let's move into Star Wars for a quick moment, and having the Jedi do things like that as well, it, it's, just another, it's just another take on the telekinesis thing. <clears throat> Please excuse me, I am so sorry. I don't have a dump switch when I'm trying to cough. I try to catch it in time, but I do apologize to those listening. Well, so as a Christian, when I became a Christian back in 1978, It shook my world in a lot of different ways. Uh, And one of the ways it shook my world is thinking, well, what does the Bible say about UFOs? I mean, there's got to be something to it, right? I mean, there's a lot of reports every year. There's hundreds of reports probably during a week or daily. I don't know how many the uh, MUFON is the mutual UFO uh, network takes in on a daily basis of people reporting that they've seen a UFO. I've seen a UFO. And that's the thing that, 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 that makes it even tougher for me. When I was around eight, nine years old, maybe 10 years old, I was in Pennsylvania with my family and it was a beautiful summer evening. And I was outside in the backyard, enjoying the, 
because uh, we, we grew up in New York City. So being in the country out there in Pitcairn, Pennsylvania, I looked up in the sky and I saw this cigar-shaped object with uh, windows along the side. And I saw, you know, I could make out some people in there. And it was just hovering from my right going left. And it stood there and hovered. I watched it. I was just in awe over this thing, and it just glided away and flew off. I ran inside to tell my dad, and he said, ah, you probably saw something, this, that, and the other. And he blew it off, which was really funny because he was in the Air Force, and we had many, many discussions about um, Hangar 18, Area 51, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes, I've seen a UFO. Now, what was it? Was it alien? I don't know. I'm not going to say I saw an alien spacecraft. No, but I've seen a UFO. It was an unidentifiable flying object. I did not know what it was. So that being said, <clears throat> you may think I'm crazy or whatever. I have never been abducted by aliens that I know of. <laughs> so <clears throat> bear with me, folks. So as a Christian, when I became a Christian, it did shake me. Because as I said, I've seen a UFO and I've had my, my studies as I was growing up reading about them and following all this stuff, learning, you know, watching Star Trek and all this stuff. What about, what did now, so what does the Bible say on the subject? What does the Bible say about life on other planets? Well, actually, it says nothing. The idea of life on other galaxies, as in many belief structures of the, are, are, are in many belief structures of the ancient world. Our Bible does not talk about anything like that. It cannot be denied that native Indians, for example, believe in sky people. The Greek taught, taught about many gods coming down from Olympus to interact with men. And there were many other beliefs, similar beliefs around the world. Now, what does all that mean when compared to Scripture? Well, we must be careful because our adversary, the devil, will do what he can to keep some away from the truth. The devil doesn't want you to know the truth. He wants you to think that aliens are real, that people worship angels, which they shouldn't. That's warned about in the book of Hebrews. That people have uh, that 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 people come back from the dead and they're ghosts, and anything to keep your mind away from the gospel, he's going to try to do. And there are many of these teachers. Now, a lot of them are preachers, believe it or not. These preachers. They preach a gospel that is not that of Jesus Christ. Excuse me here, i got to adjust this. This is driving me crazy because I'm hearing myself puff. But the Apostle Paul, he warned the Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians, he warned them about, about people coming and preaching to them another Jesus. He tells them that these are false teachers. And he warns us. <clears throat> he says, for such are false apostles. Now, this is uh, 2 Corinthians, I believe, starting at verse 14. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So we must be very, very careful with what we hear and what we see. Remember the old Sunday school song, be careful little eyes what you see, right? Because your father up above is looking down with love. So be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear, okay? So you have to 
<clears throat> we have to be very, very careful, understanding that the enemy will use whoever he can. He'll use whatever and whomever he can to keep the truth from people's minds. He doesn't want you to get saved. He doesn't want people to come to, the, to, Jesus, to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, not that he gains anything, it's just that he thinks that God loses stuff. <clears throat> so he wants to beat God. Remember, uh, he was called Lucifer, was called Lu- uh, Lu- Satan was called Lucifer, who was the angel of light. He was, he was, uh, he was a minister of music. And he, he led the praise and worship in heaven. And he, everything was good until he started to say, hey, I want to be praised. I want to sit at the most high. I, 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 I. And through the centuries, he has deceived people to not look to God, but to look to their own things, anything, anything, anything other than God. So he has them turn away to money. He has them turn away to sex. He has them turn away to, to, um, to uh, false teachers who will teach a gospel other than that of Jesus Christ. And Paul says, if they come to you teaching us a a message other than that of Jesus, let them be accursed. Okay, so Paul took this very, very seriously. And the enemy will do what he can to keep you from the truth. Now, he will use UFOs. He will use telekinesis. He will use ESP. He will use all of those things. <clears throat> oh, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, this is not in my show notes, but while I'm thinking about it, growing up, there was this man called the Amazing Kresgen. And he would come on TV and you'd see him do all these miraculous things. And he would supposedly read people's minds and he would do all of this stuff. And it looked very, very spiritual. Now, I'm not blaming the Amazing Kresgen. Uh, Kresgen does what he does. He's a showman. He's not a shaman, okay? Don't get this difference. He's not a shaman. He's a showman. Um, I was amazed by him for years. And while I was in Wyoming, I began studying illusion, magic tricks, and how to present the gospel with these magic tricks. And it, it, it was an interesting way. And I, I enjoyed magic. I mean, who doesn't enjoy watching a magician pull a rabbit out of his hat, you know? And uh, we, we, we wanted so much uh, to, 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 to spread the gospel. And I began to learn. And as I began to learn the little things that magicians do, and remember, they weren't the modern-day magicians that you see today weren't called magicians until about 400 years ago. Before that, they were called jugglers because of the things they could do with their hands. And a magician could do many things. He could make things appear or disappear. And as I began to learn those techniques and got to know them very well, I, I was amazed. I was sitting down with a friend of mine, and we were uh, a TV show came on, and the amazing Kresgen was on. I said, oh, let's watch this guy. You know what? All of this so-called psych, uh, psych, psychological stuff that he does and having this psychic power and ESP and all this stuff, it's a farce. I could do that stuff too. I began to see what he was doing because I could do it myself. So don't be fooled, people. People will come and show you all of these great, 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 um, great, great things, and and they're not. They're they're just is not nothing spiritual about it. But the enemy will take that again. The UFOs, all of the stuff, 
life on other planets, and it'll get you so worked into that that there has to be, there has to be this. It has to be this way, Sal. No, it doesn't. The Bible is silent on it. And remember, I'm going to say it again. The enemy will do what he must and use whoever he can to keep you from the truth. So watch out. That's why I tell you to examine things. All right, so Sal, what do you personally believe? Well, I'm going to read you this article that I took from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Evangelistic Association from February 1st of 2018. So it was just a little over uh, three years ago. So let's see what Billy Graham had to say about this. And said, no, the Bible doesn't say anything about the possibility of life on other planets. Its main concern is with human life on this planet, including our problems and our future. This doesn't mean life can't exist on other planets, for it well might. The Bible simply doesn't tell us. But the Bible does tell us two very important truths that I hope you will remember. First, it reminds us that everything in the universe, absolutely everything, owes its existence to God. Personally, I'm overwhelmed by what astronomers and other scientists have discovered about space during my lifetime. Countless galaxies, incredible distances, phenomena that we can barely understand. Yet nothing is as profound as those first words in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is that great. The other truth we need to remember is that although God created us, we have rebelled against him and chosen to go our own way. Think of it. We have rejected God, our creator, and have paid a terrible price for our folly. This is why we need Christ, for only he can reconcile us to God, and only he can give us hope that we will go to be with him in heaven forever. Is that your faith and hope in him? Someday all our questions will be answered, including this one. But listen, we are not alone. That's right, we're not, because God is with us. And life's greatest joy comes from knowing him and living for his glory. The psalmist declared, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. That's Psalm 139, 8. And to that, I declare a resounding amen. Well, I hope I've caused you to think about some things tonight. I have no fear for God. Uh, that for, I have no fear now because I know that God is there and he wants to come to uh, wants you to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you want more information, email me at thetruthmustbetold93 at gmail.com. That is thetruthmustbetold93 at gmail.com. Or private message me on Facebook. And don't forget to visit the website, thetruthmustbetold.org. And any help that you can give to this podcast, feel free to do so. And I want to wish you good night and have a blessed evening to all of you. Take care.